Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. On Saturday! It's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. We have a big show today. Lots to get into. We're going to speak about those Brooklyn Nets and see what's going on with them. And then I have a special guest on for Phone a Friend. We're going to talk about what's going on in the sporting world, in all sports, baseball, basketball, football, and then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. You ever had that cut that just kept bleeding? You know, you, you trip over something or you, you step on something, and you, you apply pressure, you try to put a Band-Aid on it, it just keeps bleeding, it just keeps bleeding. It's just it's a slow bleed, but it just it's annoying. You, you, you can't. You can't do anything. You just got to hope that at some point it stops. You hope that it stops because if it doesn't stop, you're going to die. Right? <laughs> I say this and I bring this up because it compares to the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are one of the most dynamic basketball teams in all the basketball, but they can't stop a nosebleed on defense. <laughs> They just lost back-to-back games to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Colin Sexton went nuts on them for two games. This is the issue that they're going to have going forward. They have no one left on this roster to be able to defend anybody. DeAndre Jordan is a shell of himself. They really need to, like, limit his minutes. Maybe they need to get the young guy Nick Claxton some more burn. But this is the risk that you run getting rid of all your depth for James Harden at that I wouldn't have done it I would not have done it because what they've built in Brooklyn over these last five years has really been special everybody has really really appreciated the job that Sean Marks has done but now you're back to square one you're back to no team to put all of this pressure on a First-time head coach, Steve Nash, is is really unfair. You know, the, the expectations were high to start with when you had Kyrie and KD. But now you put in James Harden, you expect this team to be in the NBA Finals. What if they don't get there? What if James Harden does his James Harden thing in the playoffs and comes up short? 
Kyrie gets hurt because he always does that too. He's never available. And KD is the only one left holding the bag with nobody left to help him. What happens? Was it a waste? You can actually say that. That, yeah, it was a waste because of what you gave up for it. You see, the thing is, the Lakers, when they gave up Lonzo, B.I., Josh Hart, all of those draft picks, they knew that they had to win quickly. And they did that. They did it in the offseason, and they won the championship that year. It paid off. For the Nets, they need to win a title this year for it to make sense in my head. Because next year, teams will get better, new guys will be coming up, and the Nets will be a year older. KD will be a year older with a repaired Achilles. Kyrie will be a year older with those bulky knees that he has. Harden will be a year older. So what are you looking forward to? Are you guaranteed to think or know that veterans are going to sign for the minimum to play here in Brooklyn? Is that what we're expecting? That is going to be the LeBron James effect or the Miami Heat effect? Is that going to be the situation where guys are just going to be jumping on the BK bandwagon? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't believe that guys are looking at this particular situation as the must-see destination to go to. So if they don't win this year, there's more pressure on them to win it next year. And then their window of opportunity to win a championship gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's, it's over. Is this what you gave up all of those assets and players for? Was it worth it? The only thing right now that is in the Nets' favor is time. It's only, what, 15, 16 games into the season. There's a lot of time for them to figure it out. However, there's a lot of time for it to go awfully, awfully wrong as well. So, we'll see. This is why, from day one, I call them the big top Nets. It's a circus. You don't know what you're going to get, but it's entertaining. <laughs> I give them that. It's very entertaining that three guys can be able to score 110 points in a game and still lose. Very entertaining. Before they made this trade, defense was a concern to me because you got a head coach that never believed in defensive concepts. You have Amari Stoudemire who never played defense in his life. You got, you know, Udoka and Jacques Vaughn who have defensive principles, yes. But now you have Mike D'Antoni on the staff. So you got all of these guys that spree offense, offense, oh, we got to push the ball, we got to make tempo great. Uh, well, nobody's talking about defense. You've seen it. This is what you're going to see the entire season. They're going to be able to score a ton of points, and they're going to give up a ton of points. They'll score 135, they'll give up 137. That's the Nets. That's the Nets for you because all of the points that those guys can score that big three can be able to put up that bench is awful awful I couldn't name five players off that bench and I know basketball <laughs> so you can imagine the casual fan they don't know who the hell is on the nets right now and that's what the entire NBA is looking at okay cool you guys can go get a bucket we're gonna attack everybody else we're gonna force everybody else to score because y'all can't score all the points 
You can try, but you can't score all the points. Somebody on that bench, some guy is going to have to step up. Some guy is going to have to say, hey, I want to be a part of this magic too. I got to prove myself. Do they have one of those guys on the bench? I don't know. I don't know. It's too early to tell. So we'll see what the buyout market also brings. But man, the big top circus is in full effect. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my arch nemesis. On a Saturday, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. Phone a friend. Call him up. 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 Competing for a reason. Trying to stay undefeated. Yeah. Call him up. 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 Game of the season. Don't lie. We're all leaving. Yeah. Every superhero needs their villain. I have mine. I've known this man for over 20 years of my life, and we don't see eye to eye on much. It's probably about 5% of things that we, we, we agree on. My Very man, my guy, Alberto Perez, A-Fresh. What's up, my man? What up, what up, brother? I'm happy to be here, man. It's a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. I, I've, been, I've been dreading this day, okay? I've been dreading this day. <laughs> <laughs> some days I look forward to it. Some days I'm like, I don't know. He might have me on this one. <laughs> but you know, but I'm, happy, I'm happy we finally got to do this, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, let's uh, let's talk about what you have going on. Aspiring, you know, film director. You know, you definitely yeah. want to do something in movies. So you know, talk yeah. to me a little bit about that. Well, you know, I, I I've been in the creative world now for about fifteen uh, fifteen years. Wow, that that to say that. I guess you old. Yeah, you old. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've, I've recently in the, in the last couple of years realized that, you know, even though I've loved that industry where my passion lays is, is in, in the film industry and I've been slowly making my, my way to that industry. And uh, hopefully this is the year that we finally, finally get in there. Yeah. Finally launch off, of course. So like yeah. what what type of so is there is there a certain type of film that you really want to make like you know obviously there's so many different movies out there oh, so many different genres like what is your favorite genre of film uh anything that Martin Scorsese does <laughs> and Tarantino right those two guys are, are probably the two that 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 influenced me the most and Alfred Hitchcock too I love how he tells stories back in the sixties things that were so simple and didn't need too much. And he would tell a, a mysterious story so well. And we need, yeah. I think like we need some of that. Okay. Some of so that back, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. 
so I, so I guess you're you you'll be kind of going in that direction. Like you'll take a little bit of Scorsese, you'll take a little bit of Hitchcock, yeah. you'll take a little bit of Tarantino because you know with Tarantino, I always love his films because he focused so much on the dialogue of film yes. and. Yes. That's what's missing in film nowadays is that, you know, you don't need all these special effects. If you have you dialogue, if you have a great story, great plot, great actors, you can have one of the best movies of all time. You don't need all of these things. You know what I'm saying? And I, I that's what I want film to go back to. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I love about Tarantino is that he could take a, a true story and make it his own. You know what right. I mean? Not even a true story, but some, a, a fantasy story. So you look at uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he took right. the ending of that Manson family and turned it another way. You look at Django, a slave that went out and became, and it's a Midwestern film too. He, right. he mixes all things he loves and, and tells beautiful stories, man. I love Tarantino. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So yeah, those are films that I love. And of course, uh, Scorsese films, they're always good. You know, they always have a a plot everything always works together you know what i'm saying like you can I, you can literally watch a, a scorsese movie and just be like yeah that was a great movie and 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 be fine like you you'll have no issue with any part of the movie you know what i mean there's not, to me there's nothing that he does wrong yeah there's nothing that he could do wrong right 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 so that so i guess that's so you'll 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 probably be the next scorsese mm-hmm. yeah man let's put that out there in the air now <laughs> Hopefully, you, you have to. You have to. That'd be, be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my man, let's get into the things that we don't agree on. Is yeah. sports? Yeah. If, if it's something besides film that I love, it's sports. Right. You're, you know I can. Talk, you are. You are I a get riled up on this stuff. You are a maniac fanatic. Trust me. You yes. are the definition of fanatic. So yes. You know, let's talk about NFL first. Obviously, that's the biggest story of the weekend. We have yeah. championship weekend going on. You know, we got the the uh, the Chiefs against the Bills. Patrick Mahomes is back. He's cleared concussion, concussion mm. protocol. I really don't know how he did, but obviously it's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to play. So um, what are your it's, thoughts it's, on that game? It's the AFC championship game. I think that he was going to be playing no matter what. Exactly. Um you know, it's part of me is just like, I hope these players are really thinking about their health. But being that he is playing, I'm going to assume that, yeah, he is 100% good. And this is going to be something because the Bills are riding a wave Yeah, that I think they are capable of beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and I agree 100%, man. I actually have the Bills going to the Super Bowl because they have oh, wow. everything working. They, they I call yeah. them the holy trinity of football. They have great ownership. They got a good coach and they got a good quarterback. And when you have that, it's very hard to lose consistently. You know what I mean? Like, like, listen, the Chiefs have that. So you have two teams that actually have the same type of formula, but the Bills right now were just riding high. And I I don't know if the Chiefs can be able to to stop that train. One thing about the NFL is momentum is big. Right. Especially in the playoffs. Momentum is huge. So the momentum that the Bills have right now, it's it's, it's insane. I mean, I don't know how – careful Mahomes will be yeah coming into this game but I mean he's top two quarterback in the league right you can never count this guy out this is like how many times we've counted Tom Brady out of games oh my goodness so again these these are the Chiefs a great great team a championship team so I mean 
my head says the Chiefs will win, but my heart wants the Bills to win. And I don't hate <laughs> Kansas City. Right. I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I just I think those fans in Buffalo have been waiting for this for so, so long. And to win a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, imagine that. Right. I mean, listen, you know, you go back to the, the Jim Kelly days, four straight Super Bowls, the heartache, the pain, you know, the 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 mat, what was it? The Music City, the Music City thing, you know, the 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 the, the lateral play that ended up putting yeah. the Titans in, like you know, all of these things happen to the Bills, and it's like it may be their time. And I, and I'm with you. I root for the Bills. Like you know, I really do think that they deserve to get to the Super Bowl. So if I had to, if I had to tell you to pick a team to win and a, and pick a score, I need both. Give me that. To pick a team to win. So again, I said, uh, uh, you know, my head says the Chiefs, but my heart wants the uh, Bills to win. But if I had to put my money on it, I would say 35-27 Chiefs. Wow. 35-27 Chiefs. Okay. We're going to see how that holds up. I got Bills winning the game 31 to 24. They win by a touchdown and they they head to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens with that. But the most interesting matchup of the weekend is uh, Brady versus Rodgers, Bucks and Packers at Green Bay. They are in Lambeau Field. What are your thoughts on this game? Did you actually think that Brady and the Bucks would actually be here and who do you think is going to win? This is a gift to, to, to sports fans to get Word. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, especially so late in, in their careers. Uh, again, I said that we count Tom Brady out too many times. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. I, man, this is harder than the, the Bills and Chiefs. Like, I don't know who, who has the upper hand here. These are the two two of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. Yeah, I agree. And they could they could take over a game easily. Wow. But I'm I'm gonna say the Packers gonna take this one. Listen, I am with you a hundred percent. I I want the Packers to win. <laughs> I'm picking the Packers to win. I need the Packers to win this game. I do not want to see Tom Brady in another Super Bowl. I'm sorry. But we're going to be analytical here. If we're going to talk about both teams, the, you know, the, the, the Bucs, they don't, they're not going to have Antonio Brown. That's a big blow to them. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, you know, the Packers, they have everything going right now. Their offensive line has been playing well. I thought that when Bakhtiari went down, they would have a problem. But Aaron Jones has been running the ball well. He had a yeah. big game last week. And, you know, they have a three-headed monster now. They got Williams. They got A.J. Dillon. They got Aaron Jones. They got three guys that they can be able to throw at you with different skill sets. That's a problem. So everybody was always talking about, oh, you know, the Packers don't have great wide receivers. Yeah, they don't. They have one guy, but they also have three running backs that can be able to give you different looks. So that's advantage Packers. The other advantage Packers is the fact that right now, I think the Packers defense is playing really, really well. They're playing phenomenal football right now. And the yeah. fact that there's no Antonio Brown, the big playability, okay, you still have the big guys on the outside. You still got Godwin. You still got Edwins. But 
I think that they can they, they can be able to game plan a little better now, knowing that there's sure. not a third guy that can be able to take the, the, the cover off the uh, of the ball. You know what I mean? Like he can't beat you over the top. You know, the little guy Miller, he's not beating you over the top. So they they can be able to key in on Evans, key in on Godwin, put some pressure on Brady. And you know when Brady gets that pressure, he's a different quarterback. He's a below average yeah. quarterback. So you know, I, I like both teams. Both teams are playing well right now. Yeah. But if you have to pick one, you got to go Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because Aaron Rodgers is my MVP for the regular season. And I think it's his time. I think it's his time. And I think the Packers last year, you know, they went 13 and three. Everybody was like, oh, you know, they don't nobody really believes in the Packers. Aaron Rodgers looks washed. But it was year one in that offense with Matt LaFleur. Now, year two in the offense, you see that Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, it's there's no there's no regression on his side. On Brady's part, Brady's had a phenomenal season. 40 touchdowns for a 50-year-old man that can't run. Like, it's like, you know, you, you got to give he's him respect. He's, he's something else, man. He And he continues to win. He didn't have an impressive game last week against the Saints, but when they when they needed to score, they scored touchdowns. That's so, basically what happened. So that's the beautiful thing about this game is that we have two quarterbacks that when they need to score, they, they will score. Right. So that's that game is going to go – Back and forth, I believe. Um, or it could be a defensive game because it, right. Tampa Bay defense is not too bad either. Exactly. Exactly. But that that's 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 a gift for us right now to, to, to be able to watch these these two guys, man. Yeah. So so I guess we agree that Packers will win this game and go to the Super Bowl. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? You have Chiefs. I have you have Chiefs Packers. I have Bills Packers. Who wins the Super Bowl for you? So, being that we have uh, uh, Rodgers versus Brady, and that's great. How how much better can it get than than Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers? Right. The, the old versus the future. Not even just yeah, he, you know the the past because Aaron Rodgers is the past versus the future. And uh, so if it if it comes down to those two, I'm I'm going uh I'm I'm gonna go with Andy Reid and, <laughs> and and Kansas City Chiefs and and for them to repeat. You, you you are betting against Aaron. What is wrong with you, my man? It's, 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 Andy Reid, what he did last week, showed me that you know what this guy, this guy's just just he knows what he's doing. Oh, I don't know okay. who, who, anyone is, in their right mind. Would but they played the Browns. Play. They played the Browns. Come on. Yeah, but with the with the backup quarterback. But listen, they didn't to look too good in the second half. I hear you. I hear you. I got you. I got you. So, so you got these these two great quarterbacks. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean towards coaching in the Super yeah. Bowl, and I'm gonna go with Andy Reid. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Coaching. coaching. So that's why I would. Uh... Yeah, coaching does give you the 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 uh, the up the upper hand in the Super Bowl. So that that's that's not a bad pick. I I I'm not gonna hate on you too much for that one. But uh, you yeah. know, I got Bills Packers. Nobody's beating Aaron Rodgers this year. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Ten years removed from his last Super Bowl. Phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers is still the GOAT. I don't care about no Brady. <laughs> Brady is Brady. All right, cool. Brady's Brady's all right. But Aaron Rodgers is my GOAT. He's my GOAT. I, I, I don't care what nobody I love, wants. I love Aaron Rodgers, man. Again, I love him, but I can't bet against Andy Reid and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, man. Right, right. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. So let's let's talk a little uh 49ers football, man. You're a big 49ers yeah. fan. 
you know, what do you think, what do you think that, you know, the team needs to do to kind of get back to where they, they have to be trade for uh, Watson. <laughs> That's you, don't, what we need to do. You, you don't have the assets though, man. I mean, they're going to, they're going to ask us for Bosa probably. Yes. But, and the amount of picks, I think we have, I forget how many first rounders we have, but, we, I would give him, I would, for, for, for Watson, it's tough to give up both of something, something. We got to come up with so something. You would, so you, you would give up Bosa and three first round picks? That's a lot, man. That's a lot. I don't, I don't want them to give up Bosa, man. Uh, Whatever they can do to get this, we got to come up with something. Yeah. What is it, a McDonald's bag full of money that can hand them one of those? <laughs> under the table, right? Give, give them $20 million under the table. <laughs> they they, they got to figure it out. And I know there's been he's been flirting with the idea also. He's been flirting with the idea of the Jets. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I think we need to do is improve I, even though Jimmy is not a great quarterback, I don't think he's a quarterback that could win us a championship. He's he was solid. He led us there, but he had to improve. Right. And there's there's a lot of room for improvement for him. But if we, if you have Watson there, I mean, I think that's that's uh, where contender immediately. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Watson is that he because with all the injuries we had this past year. Yeah. Not good. Right? No, with all the injuries the 49ers have had this past year, it's for them to still have, be compete. Yeah. Shows that this team is a good team. Yeah, exactly. Like I listen, I thought that when they got all those injuries, they were just gonna fold the tent and and pack it up. But they actually played hard, man. That defense, you know, they got healthy yeah. all together towards the end of the season and they played well. So they're not that far away. So I, I'm definitely with you. I think that. If you can get Watson, go get Watson. But yes. if they can be able to trade Jimmy for some, you know, maybe a third or fourth round pick, maybe get one of these young quarterbacks and give Nick Mullins the job right now so he can be a transitional quarterback for the young guy to be able to step in there. That's not a bad idea either because Mullins is not a bad quarterback. He's not he's not terrible. He's not great. But he's not terrible. He knows yeah. how to run that West Coast offense. He gets the ball out quick. So you can be able to, 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 to have a decent offense with him. I think the problem with the 49ers that I see is that their running back situation is a little cloudy. They have a lot of guys that they use. They need two guys yeah. that they can be able to rely on. All of the guys that they have are injury prone. And if you have all your running backs that can't stay on the field, what's the point? They got to go find themselves. They probably have to go find themselves a young running back in this draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have the 12th pick this year. I mean, if if this, we definitely need a running back because you're absolutely right that it's been a, a cloudy situation with, with who our lead is and we're, right. we're using a lot of guys. So they definitely need to um, to think about drafting a quarter, uh, a running back that, that could play the everyday, the, not every down back, but, you know, first three down backs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, listen, like most of I like most of but the, if they can be able to get a complimentary younger back to have that one two punch, I think that's good yeah. because I think most I think he's a good running back, but he's not used to being 
and every down back. And you saw the fact that every time, you know, every time he gets that opportunity, he gets hurt. So maybe yes. they have to kind of, you know, give him less work and that he'll be more effective that way. You know what I mean? And I agree. Giving, I agree 100 percent. Giving him the entire load. Yeah. I agree 100 percent. So that's that's probably what the because the, our defense is good. Yeah. I think we have some solid offense out there. I mean, Kittle is, is one of the best. Top not two. only tight end, just, just yeah, in the league. Yeah. And uh, so I would I would hope that they are looking at a running back and hope that they are looking at Watson and try to do whatever <laughs> to get this guy in San Francisco. All right. So let, let's let's talk more about Watson, because I have you know, I have a different take, man, because, you know, things are things are a little shaky in, in Houston right now. Watson doesn't trust the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a conversation with Mike Guido the other day and he was saying that, you know, the fact that they promised him that he would be in the you know that they will keep him abreast of to, to who's going to be the GM and then they hire this guy Nick Cesario whatever his name is behind his back now he doesn't trust the organization but for me I kind of look at it a little different and here's my angle it's like Watson is the the franchise they gave him the money they yes. are admitting that they made a mistake and said hey we know that we gave Bill O'Brien all of this power. He was the head coach, and then we gave him GM uh, duties as well. He had full autonomy. It was the wrong move to make. We fired his ass. Now now it's time for us to kind of do things the right way, get a GM, let that GM hire a coach, and then you're our franchise quarterback. Let's go ahead and, 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 and play some ball. You know what I mean? So I look at it that way, and then I also look at it like Deshaun Watson – is a talented player. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Everybody yeah. knows that. But I just feel that why should a quarterback that doesn't have any rings on his finger have that much say in an organization of what they do in their front office? What are your thoughts on that? Because thing is, like, if Tom Brady said he wants Terrell, ter- uh, you know, Terrell Owens to come out of retirement, Terrell Owens is going to be a buck. Yeah, because he has that cachet. If Drew Brees yeah. wanted to say, hey, I need this guy, Drew Brees gets that guy. If Aaron Rodgers wants this guy, he get because they have cachet. Watson doesn't have that right now. And, you know, as a quarterback, as a young quarterback, you have to put some confidence into your organization that, listen, they made some mistakes. They're trying to correct mm-hmm. those mistakes because at the end of the day, remember, the, the Texans haven't been terrible his entire career. They, they, they made the playoffs a couple of times since he's been here. So they're not yeah. that bad. You know, the fact that Bill O'Brien was a dickhead, that's the problem. Like, you know, he caught, he was in his feelings and he traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins because of it. And then they, they said, man, he traded DeAndre Hopkins for that. Yeah, we got to get him out of here. We got to get him out of here. So they've fixed the mistake. They're trying to go about business the right way. And now... Say if they hire a, a Eric Bieniemy or Jim Caldwell, that's a very good hire for Deshaun yeah. Watson. So why wouldn't he give them a chance to kind of correct their mistake? So from from what I've heard, uh, there's a lot of things that has been going on in Houston that's not out at li- in the light. Okay. So they they saying that the organization is toxic over there. Yeah. Yeah. So. What you said, I agreed with until I heard these things. And um, to me, I mean, he, he tried to play without his best receiver who they traded that I still don't understand why. 
Bill O'Brien. So I guess a, there's a bunch of, of things that just, you know, laid on top of a, another. And Watson is, is to the point that it's unrepairable. Right. And you know when a player gets like that, as as James Harden just did, there's no there's no coming back from that. Yeah, no, nah, I agree with. But but we talking about football here. Like, when do you ever see a quarterback that's 25 years old, the franchise quarterback for a fran for an organization, get traded? It doesn't happen. It does not happen. So it's yeah. like, you know, he took the money. the The Texans really don't have to trade him. So how much is he willing to bet? Is he willing to sit out a full season to get what he wants? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's willing to sit out a full season. But then, do you want someone that in the locker room that, uh, with that type of situation, the the, the morale will go down? Uh, it could affect the entire team. That that is true too. But you know, think about it from their side of uh, point of view. They're never going to get equal value for Deshaun Watson. No, not at all. Because you know, you think about it. Like organizations, they draft quarterbacks with the hope of getting a guy like Deshaun Watson. You know, leadership qualities. He's yeah. not in trouble. Talented. He he just has the entire package. Now you're trying to tell me that you don't want to be here. Like, come on, man. Like I always remember. John Elway. John Elway got drafted, you know, to, to, to Denver, and Denver was a terrible team. They were yeah. a terrible team, terrible organization. Everything was just – it wasn't working the right way, and he made it work. He made it work. He led – before he won those two Super Bowls, he led three other teams to the Super Bowl that shouldn't have been there. That yeah. shouldn't have been there. And Deshaun Watson, to me, has some John Elway in him, like that type of talent. So it's like – I just believe he can be able to turn this franchise around. You know, there's some, some, you know, franchise things are cyclical. Like franchises never stay dominant and they never stay bad for too long unless you really have poor ownership. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just believe that the Texans can be able to turn this thing around. I really do. Like, may, you know, of course, they don't have a first round pick for the next couple of years, but there's so much talent in this draft that. You can be able to get a difference maker wide receiver in the second and third rounds this year. So if you can get that, Deshaun Watson life changes in Houston because they sh what did they finish? I think they were four and twelve this year or five and eleven. They lost a lot of close games. They could have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, are are they that far away? And even if they are dysfunctional, winning cures a lot, and you know that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So I, I'm just I'm just hoping that as a quarterback, he can kind of like come back a little bit and say, I'm gonna try to give this one more chance because you know they took a chance on him when he you know a lot of people were like, Oh, they're taking Deshaun Watson at number two. Why? Why would they take just like no, he's the guy. They wanted him to be the guy, they gave him the money to be the guy. Now he has to kind of get out of his feelings a little bit and let them do their jobs and put this team back together. So are you saying that if you was Houston, you're not going to trade Deshaun Hell Watson? Hell no, I ain't trading his ass. Nope. Nope. So you'll take the chance of him sitting out yep. or, or, or him being a toxic player in, in, in the locker room? Yeah, I, I would do it. I, I, don't, I don't think – Yeah. Don't, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I don't think the relationship is repairable. Really? From 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 outside looking in. 
doesn't he's not returning their calls. They told him that he was going to be involved in every hire. They hire without his, you know, opinion on something. At this point, it's like now they're going to tell you, no, no, no. They, they're going to tell you what they told you before and they didn't do. Okay. Should he trust? It? See, I, so when you lose that trust, you're, you're basically telling yourself, all right, I'm going to give you one more chance. Then mess around, he catches an injury. Then they're, just, they're looking for the next quarterback. Okay, I, I see that point. I, I just, I just, I've seen worse situations for players, and they repair it. I, that's all I'm saying. Like, yes. I, the 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 Texans to me, of course, okay, they're dumpster fire, cool. But man, the Bengals, they're a bad team. They're a bad organization. There's a yeah. lot of bad organizations around. Like Matthew Stafford, you think he don't want to leave Detroit? Like Detroit oh, is terrible. Man. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how he stayed so damn long. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that that are in bad situations, but they know that they yeah. are the leaders of the team. Like if Deshaun Watson does this, I just look at things from a ripple effect uh, uh, aspect. Like if, you're, if your best player is behaving this way, what's going to happen with the other players? How are they going to be able to like come back from this? Now you're just opening the floodgates for everybody to have an opinion about the organization. So they're going to have to get rid of everybody now. Well, that, that, that goes back to Jamal Adams and, and, and the jets. He got his ass out of there. Yeah. It's, it's a thing that's been, I don't think it happens as often in the NFL, but it, it, it happens. It happens. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is with, with it might be because the, the years of your career, you don't have too many years. Yeah, the, the career average in the NFL, but quarterbacks do. Yeah, quarterbacks do. That's why it's so rare to see that coming from a quarterback. Where it's like, I want to be traded, get me out of here. I can't remember another guy that I that I remember doing that. I can't. I can't recall, and that's why it's a big shock to me. I think that's why I'm a little slow to accepting what the fate might be because you don't see this happen. Like you know, yeah. what I'm saying you don't see a quarterback of this age and this caliber of player get traded. So it's like, I'm like, ah, you know, they'll figure it out. He's a franchise guy. He'll figure it out. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is, you know, irreparable and they, they have to just part ways. I, I, I don't know, but I, I just hope that he can just kind of take a little step back and say, Hey, maybe I can be the guy to be able to take this franchise out of the dumps. You know what I mean? Because that, that makes winning all the better. Like when you can be able to take this bad situation and reverse it on his head, you're the man. You're I mean, the man. Yeah, that's that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. Just exactly. Didn't, didn't exactly. get him any help, any help, any help, and he just said, "All right." With the past draft, when they got the quarterback instead of some help for him, right? He look where he got him at now. That right. That, that's incredible. That that looks so much better on him. Yeah. And it does on the organization. Exactly. Like he defied his own organization. So, you know, I, I look at it from that standpoint, like yep. defy your own organization. Tell your proof to them that you are the one of the best quarterbacks in this league and they can't win without you. So yep. whatever, you know, if you come back another season, throw another forty eight hundred yards, 40 touchdowns and six picks, then they're going to have to start getting their act together. And. You know, that, that's what happens yeah. sometimes. Sometimes an organization needs to be shocked into doing the right thing. And maybe 
maybe this GM hire is the is the perfect hire. Who knows? But you got to give him a chance. Uh, you had Bill O'Brien all of these years. He was terrible. Yeah. You know, he traded Laramie Tunsil for nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, or uh, it's just or got like what, what? No, they had Tunsil and they traded him, or they got Tunsil from the from the uh, from the Dolphins. Was that it? Yeah, they traded for Tunsil, right? I think that was uh this year or last year. I think it was a couple years ago because the the um the Dolphins have the Texans pick. You're right. Yeah, they'll be getting it back if they. If, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that that uh, Miami was one of the places. Right. That were entertaining that that thought. Right. So I think that's what happened. Yeah, the the, the Texans traded for Tunsil and gave up all of those picks. So that's when know, they, they sent Stills over there. They gave right. Up exactly. Exactly. Two, Two first rounders. Two first rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know they're trying to they're trying to correct the mistake, man. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's let's move on to the the coaching hires in the NFL, man. Nick's uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm about to say Nick Saban. Urban <laughs> Meyer is the the new head coach in Jacksonville. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that Urban Meyer can be able to tra- uh, t- change that culture? Can they start winning because they? They're going to have the golden goose, Trevor Lawrence, with the number one pick? Uh, like, for something tells me that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, but not what people are saying about they 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 calling him, what, the next Andrew Luck? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a tall mountain to climb. To, mm. to have that pre- – well, I guess it's not so much pressure being that you're playing in Jacksonville. Right. But – um. I think Urban Meyer is a good hire, especially for a, a, a young quarterback. Yeah. But what was Urban Meyer's record? Because he, he coached in the NFL previously. No, I don't think so. Yeah, this is his first. This, this is, yeah, or am this I confusing is, him for somebody else? You're confusing him with Nick Saban. Nick Saban, yeah. I yeah, am, yeah, I am. yeah. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer coached at Ohio State. He coached um, coached at Florida. So he's won a, a he's won some national championships. He's a great coach, um, but a lot of people are saying that he took this opportunity because Trevor Lawrence is here, and of course he did. Yeah. Um, but I look at it. I look at Urban Meyer like another guy in another sport in our history. You know who Urban Meyer reminds me of, and you're going to you're going to perk up when I tell you this. Who's that? He reminds me of Larry Brown. Larry, oh, Larry, Larry Brown was a guy that came from college and bounced around a lot because Larry Brown got bored. Larry Brown was a guy that was comfortable taking a bad team and reversing their trend. He would take a bad organization, bad team, bad program, and make them a national contender. When he got to the NBA, yeah. he did the same thing. He did it with the Spurs. He did it with the Sixers. He did it with the Pistons. So this is a guy that always feels that he needs a challenge. And Urban Meyer is the same thing. He's been a lot of places in his in his coaching career, you know, due to health reasons he had to retire or due to the fact that he just wanted another challenge. This, to me, feels a little bit like Larry Brown, where he's going to the NFL now after all of these years to challenge himself to see if he can be able to take a dumpster fire organization like Jacksonville mm-hmm. and reverse their fate. Yes. And, all, I, and, and, and at the same that. time, at the same time, 
we're not going to see Urban Meyer stay here that long. No, I don't no, see no. Urban Meyer being here for a decade. He may oh, no. stay here for three or four years and then le- and then move on because that's what he does. So you, that's the same thing I said. Three years yeah. that, I, that I was yeah. thinking he was going to be out here. Right. So I that's why that. that's why I say that he's a he's a little bit like like Larry Brown. I see that comparison. I I, I agree. I, yeah. I, can, I can definitely see that comparison. Yeah. The other the other interesting hire I saw was um the guy that got the job in in Atlanta. Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Titans. Yes. I, 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 I scratched my head on that one because, you know, I thought Raheem Morris did a great job being the interim coach. Yep. I, I felt that Raheem Morris deserved that job, and they go ahead and go get the offensive coordinator for a team that had Derrick Henry as their running back. I could coach Derrick Henry if I had Derrick Henry as my, as my running back. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like – you see, like, how do you feel about the, you know, I just asked a general question. Do you feel that the NFL still feels a little bit like they're behind the times in regards to hiring black candidates for head coaching jobs? 1,000%. Elaborate. Josh McCowan got an interview. (laughs) Do I need to take more? Wasn't he playing last year? Right, he was playing. <laughs> he was playing last year. Josh McCowan got an interview. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric is still out there. Eric Bieniemy is still out there. Yes. That is ins- that's that's insane to think. Yeah. There's a lot of things the NFL needs to do, and I mean, I'm one of those that believe you can't force an owner to hire a a, a coach that they don't want. Right. That, that's another on. thing too. Like with the uh. With the Rooney rule, I think that they should get rid of that. Yeah. I think they should get rid of that. Yeah. You can't do because because you can't you can't do that. Right. In any industry in the world, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, what I would like to see is, is more black ownership. Yeah, exactly. More executives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Like that, that's why that's why I like what Detroit did. Detroit hired you know, Brad Holmes to be their, their executive in the front office, which, which is a great thing, you know, yeah. GM. So you, you maybe guys that are coming along, you know, I think he just hired a head coach. He hired a, what was his name? Dave Campbell or Dan Campbell as a head coach. But you know, if, if Campbell doesn't work out, I think other black candidates for head coach will feel a little bit more comfortable going into Detroit, getting an interview and, they, they'll say, you know what, I actually feel that I have a chance to really be heard and have a chance to get this job. If I don't get the job, whatever, but I, was mm-hmm. still, I still feel that my chances of getting hired is a little bit more fair. Like, yeah. can, can you see that angle? Can you see that side of it? No, I, absolutely. Of course. Of yeah. Course. So it's just, you know, I, I, I always get a little bit frustrated around this time because there's so many good candidates out there that don't get opportunities. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, man. Like, you know, they had an interview with Eric Bionami the other day and he was like, listen, you know, I like the, I want to be a head coach. You know, it's an honor to be considered for jobs and stuff like that. But my job is to get the chiefs ready and all that stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, he's saying all the right things, but at the end of the day, we all know that Eric Bionami wants to be a head coach in this league. And he deserves to be, and a he head deserves coach. to be a head coach in this league. So, you know, it's, it, it, it pisses me off, but, you know, the fact that there's there's 
there's a lot more black executives in the NFL now. I'm kind of happy. So although we can we can say, yeah, they you know, there possibly may be some racial stuff going on, but maybe not. They're hiring black executives. So we we can't yeah. we can't be happy with that and then mad on the other side because at least guys are getting upper office like front office jobs. That's that's big. That's huge. You know what I mean? But That's real when, again, when I when I see something like Josh McCowan is being interviewed, I, I just I can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> yeah, it don't make sense. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that. And you it got Eric sense. out there. You got uh, Byron Leftwich that I believe is right. going to be a good head coach at some point. Right. These guys are are are, are out there. Yeah. And they deserve interviews. Yeah. 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 So hopefully, I mean I. I, I still, I still can't wrap my head around Josh McCowan to get in the interview, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that either, man. But uh, you know, let's let's go to your your favorite sport, which is the NBA, uh, and the and the biggest headlines, obviously, are the Brooklyn Nets, right? You're you're a big yeah. Knicks fan, yeah. but the Brooklyn Nets are stealing all the headlines from you guys. And what what are your thoughts on Brooklyn? Like, do you think that they actually? have what it takes to get to an NBA final? Do you think that his finals are bust? Like, what are your thoughts about that 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 new trio that's over there? When 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 they just had Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I, I thought that going to the Eastern Conference Finals was would be a good year. Yeah. When they added James Harden, they got to go to the finals now. Okay. There's okay. No, no if ands or buts. They have you when you have those three caliber plays on the same team, you you can't fall short. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They can't. I agree. I I, I definitely but, uh, agree, man. I, this is a yeah. roster that if it works, oh man. Yeah, the the thing is they don't they don't have but enough. But if it doesn't to, work, yeah, they don't have enough. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they don't have enough, man. They they like they need defense. They need defense. Where are they gonna find it from? Like you saw, they lost back to back games to the Cavs. Back-to-back games to the Cavs. Why? Because they can't stop a nosebleed. They can't stop nobody. They got all that offense. The three of those guys can score 100 points total every night. Every night. And they will still lose. They'll still lose because their bench is awful. They need some work. Yeah, Where are they going to get it from? They they have some work to do. Where are they going to get it from? (sighs) That's the difficult part. Yeah. That's the difficult part. But, I mean, they – they have three offensive players. I mean, KD's the only guy that I that I know that plays defense. Yeah. But other than that, they 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 yeah, they need they need work. Yo, they need they need a lot of work. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan is shot. I Jeff Green shot. I don't even know who else they got on that team. <laughs> who else they got on that team? They got a whole bunch of <laughs> they got a whole bunch of G League guys on that team. I man. can't I, tell you. I, I don't I don't know. They 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 might have to get Stoudemire off that coaching bench and, and, sue, and sue him up. They need to sue him up. Or maybe yeah, Steve Nash might have to play. Just, just, I, saw the, I saw some of the bench players come in, and I had no clue who they were. No clue. <laughs> no clue who they are. no clue who no these clue. guys were. No, no. And they have no, like, here's my but thing. If, if, now, go ahead, go ahead. If, but again, if it works, it's going to be insane. Yeah, because I'm not going to judge them off these two, off these two games. 
You know what I mean? Even though they should have beaten the Cavs, I'm not going to judge them because it's still, you know, Kyrie is just coming back. James Harden is only, what, two, three games in? Yeah. But for, yeah about and there was no KD in the second game. Right. Yeah. So they, but they, they, because the same thing happened with the, the Miami Heat when LeBron went over there. Yeah. They, they had a rough stretch. Yeah. But they have to play defense because I could already, already see that they cannot play defense. They don't have no top-notch defenders aside from KD. So there's work that needs to be done in Brooklyn. Yeah, man, there's there's a lot of work. That's the difference between them and Miami because Miami had some – they had some dogs on that defensive end of the floor. Like, they didn't have a lot yeah. of – they didn't have a lot of big names, but they had a lot of veteran guys, Shane Battier. They had, you know, they, they had all these dudes that knew their roles and just locked yeah. in. Nets ain't got that. And, you know, I guess, you know, I think the buyout market is, is coming next month. So they look for them to, to, to get a lot of guys off that buyout market. I'm sure a lot of guys are, are going to want to go to Brooklyn to sign up with this big top circus that's going on over there. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, but uh, let's let's talk about your New York Knicks, man. The New York uh, Knicks stand man. right now; they're eight and eight. They look pretty good. Uh, you know, they had a little struggle there for the for the last couple games, but they they've looked they've looked better. Mitchell Robinson is really playing well. Um, you know, R.J. Barrett is looking like he's he could be a star. So, what are your thoughts on the Knicks, man? Because I know you're very you're very passionate about your Knicks. You're very obsessive yeah. about your Knicks, and you are you are actually a madman. When it comes to the <laughs> I haven't I haven't smiled this hard in late January in years. <laughs> it's been years since I've been able to smile in in late January. Um, um, I mean, they're number one in defense in the league. Wow. I, who would have ever thought that that this soon we would be able to say something like that? Right. The, the Tom Thibodeau effect, man. Yes, I'm I'm excited for the future. I didn't expect them to be a playoff team this year. I still don't know if they, they're good enough for the playoffs. But what these guys have shown me, Kevin Knox, uh, R.J. Barrett, and, and, and uh, Randall, and, and Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin looks good when he's out there. What they've shown me, and these guys are all under 23 years old, except uh, Randall, but um, all under 23. I'm excited for what the future brings. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be one of those teams that's going to be consistently in the playoffs again that I've been waiting for for years and years and years. <laughs> yes. But see, you sound very, very calm. You sound very collected right now. But I know you, okay? Don't try to be this <laughs> political guy now because you, last few years, thought that, the Knicks were gonna get some big stars, and it didn't happen. So now, yeah. I do, so you yeah. are you actually comfortable now that maybe it's time to do what the Oklahoma City Thunder have been doing all these years, and just build your own stars. And once you build your own stars, then people yeah. will start coming instead of going the other way. Once we didn't sign KD, I said, you know what? Let's stop with this uh, free agent stuff. Yeah, let's just build in with the draft. Um, draft well, right, and and eventually, like what Brooklyn did, when these young guys start playing really good, we'll have guys that are gonna want to come to play here, and we, and we don't have to give up all of our assets to get right, right. Kind of like, kind of so, like a farm system type of thing, like baseball. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just waiting for the future, man. I can't wait. I think R.J. Barrett is gonna be the first homegrown All Star since KP, but that you know the KP situation didn't didn't last too long. Right, but I'm looking forward 
to, to see these guys reach their primes. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be back in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like, you know, I've I've killed your Knicks over the years. You know, me and you go back and forth. Yes, you're, you're 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 a Knicks fan. I'm a Laker fan. So, you know, we're yeah. we are we are destined to hate each other. So um yeah. but I I really enjoy watching this team this year. Like they are watchable, they are exciting, they they play with passion, they play with effort, they play on the defensive end. Julius Randle, I don't recognize that guy because I remember yeah. when he was a Laker. We saw the talent there. We saw that the fact that he can be able to be multifaceted. He can handle the ball. He can pass. He can rebound. He's a physical guy. But now he's starting to put things together. He's starting to use his right hand more. He's more under control because, you know, you're a Knicks fan. You can be able to attest to this. People wanted Julius Randle out of town after last year. They couldn't stand Julius Randle. Everybody's like, oh, he's a turnover. He's erratic. He's this and that. We need to get him out of here. But yeah. you're seeing a different guy. Like, he's actually – I don't know if it's the fact that he worked on his game or the fact that the coaching staff has really done a great job, you know, kind of corralling him and slowing the game down for him. You know what I mean? Like, what are your thoughts about Julius Randle? Well, when Julius Randle was in L.A., I, I, I wanted him to be a Nick. I, I, in our group chat, I've mentioned that. Yeah, When yeah, he yeah. was in New Orleans, I said, I wanted this guy to be a Nick. When he came here and ha- had that season last year, I was like, all right, maybe we made a mistake because that's the first start. <laughs> right. That's the first start with these Knicks. <laughs> but what he has done this year, um, I know there's no all-star game this year, but they should have selection. This guy's an all-star. Yeah, yeah. He is definitely an all-star, and I wouldn't mind the Knicks keeping him. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I love about this Knicks team, and he's part of you know the, the way that he leads, he's part of that. The past Knicks teams, when they lose, you see them, their body language, they give up. When they lose these games nowadays, they're still playing hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. They still have defensive intensity. They can't hit shots maybe, but their defense is there. They're still trying to play hard. Right. And that's, you know, what that's the, the Thibodeau effect. And I think that Randall also, as being their, their best player, showing that he's not stopping playing hard. It, it helps. So I, I, I would I would love to see him stick around, you know, for the next couple of years. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I think that if they can be able to to lock him in to a to an extension, I think the best time to do it will be soon, because, you know, if he continues yes. to play like this, that price tag is going to go way up. So, you know, if they can be able to oh, get him at a, at a reasonable 100%. price you know, and still be able to build this team. I think that's the smartest thing to do. So, yeah, I listen, I am I am very impressed with the Knicks. There's a lot of young teams that I am. I, I guess that's that'll be a next question that I ask you. What other young teams do you see that really like are impressing you in regards to like how they're playing? Like just just like the Knicks, like I, the one team that I can really think about that that really impresses me and I like where they're going are the Cleveland Cavaliers. That team. They have some young guys on that team, man. They, Deion, I mean, uh, uh, Andre Drummond has been very good for them. They have Colin Sexton. They have Darius Garland. They have uh, um, Okobo, the the new kid. They have some guys on this team, man. They're they're talented. What what are your thoughts on them? That's the team that I was going to say also. Yeah. The Cavs have shown, I mean, Colin Sexton is, is balling he's a, out of control. He's, he's, a, he's, he's an animal. He's an amazing talent. So I think they are they are a, a really, really good team. I think the Chicago Bulls 
are really good young team. Yeah. That they they have a bright future. Those those are probably the two teams that I would say uh, uh, that have a bright future ahead of them. Aside from the Knicks, also right, gotta make right, sure right. I keep that in. You, <laughs> you, you always got you always got to throw that Nick jab in there. I hear you, man. But um, nah, I agree with you. I think I think yeah. the Bulls the Bulls are good. Uh, you know, I like the Pacers. The Pacers have always been a good team. The fact that they got Karis LeVert, you yeah. know, he's gonna be a star. He's not playing right now, but once he gets healthy. That kid can be a perennial. Oh, yeah. He is he is talented. So, you know, what team in the Eastern Conference, and then we'll we'll go to the West and you know, we'll ask the same questions. But what team in the Eastern Conference has disappointed you so far this season? Um, Miami. Really? Okay. Yeah, Miami. I think that they should have still been riding on that high, but I think they underperformed. Uh a, a, a Toronto's another one. Yeah. I think they're in the same categories. Those two teams, uh, maybe it was just a lucky year for them, for the Heat, and then for the, the Raptors the year after Kawhi Leonard. But those two teams have, have underperformed and, and disappointing. And, and the Washington Wizards, but you know my feelings towards uh, Russell Westbrook. I yeah, think we, this, we, we, we should have known this was coming. We share that opinion about, about Mr. Westbrook. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into yeah, them a little. Yeah. So that, that, <laughs> you know, you, you get a guy like that, you think a team is going to be able to make a push for the playoffs, but these guys are going to be pushing for a, a lottery pick. Yeah, that's yeah. where they have it. Exactly. Now I, I agree. But with yeah, you, I, I would say those three teams. I I agree with you. I think I think out of the the two teams that you said, the Heat and the Raptors, I think I think the Raptors disappoint me a little bit more than the Heat because. The Heat, they have a young team. And when you have a young yeah. team, you know, it's very it's very inconsistent. You can ride that wave, and then it can actually start to struggle. There's a lot of kids that, you know, the fact that Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero's okay, but is he playing at the level that he was playing at last year? Eh, it's debatable. Like, he's, he's not bad, but I think people are starting to realize, like, after last season, like, okay, the Heat are no joke. So we're going to bring our A game against them every night they now have a target on their back because you know everybody was saying oh Giannis is going to go to the heat this player is going to go to the heat yeah. the heat the heat became destination for for every star player that was a free agent or who wanted to get traded so now they have the spotlight and they're kind of you know they're not handling it too well um, so you know you know what's the funny thing when you asked who's a good young team yeah and who's a, a team that, under, uh, you know, is disappointing. The yeah. Heat falls in both categories. They fall, exactly. They fall in both categories because they, they have a lot of young categories. guys. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point, man. But, yeah, like, you know, going to the Raptors. The Raptors, they have a veteran team. And I guess we're starting to see that the talent level is not really there because they got they got Chris Boucher at the, at the center position. I mean, he's, he, he's just a – he looks like he's 6'11", 150 pounds. He's talented, yeah, but yeah. he's not yeah. he's not he's not a starting caliber type of guy. He's a bench guy, but I, I don't they have a lot of holes to fill and they can't fill them because they're they're Toronto. There's not a lot of talent that you can be able to just be able to funnel through there. You have to find talent. You have to get it G League wise or in free agency or you know, the lower end free agency or in the draft. They, they have a talent discrepancy right now. And I knew that when they had to 
overpay for Van Vliet. They had to give uh, OJ Ananubi big money as well. And now you're relying mm-hmm. on Pascal Siakam to be your every every bucket guy. That's not a yeah. that's not a recipe for for success. You know, when they when they had Kawhi, they had so many different phases of the game that worked. They had Mark Gasol who was down there that you know yes. was so yep. underrated. You're seeing the presence of him and Serge Ibaka leaving now, you're seeing the difference. They don't have that yeah. that that IQ. They don't have that rim protection. They don't have that outside shooting with Serge Ibaka or the passing ability from Mark Gasol or even the toughness and leadership from him. You're now having to rely on other guys for that. And there, I, I don't think Pascal Siakam is ready for that. Van Fleet, he's a good player, but you had to overpay for him. He's not worth the money that he's getting. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for them. Yeah. And I think the Raptors are just going to go back to being an average basketball team. They had their run for the last five years or so. They're going to go back to being average or below average, and they're going to have to stockpile and retool again. I agree. I think that Pascal is not a a guy to, to lead a team. I think he's a solid two or even a number three on some other teams. Right, but he's not a a, a guy that's going to lead this team into a, a consecutive playoff appearances. I don't see it. Right. So let, let's 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 set our head to the Western Conference. What team has surprised mm-hmm. you the most? You know, what team is is lived up to your expectations, or what team really has fall below those expectations? I think the Lakers are living up to their expectations. They champs, baby. They champs. Yeah, they they they're still going strong, and they got better. Yes, with, they did. With, with Dennis and with Mark, I think Mark watching him play on the floor. I mean, he's such an effortless player. Right. His, you know, a, a good IQ helped a lot because I thought it was going to hurt them losing Rondo. Yeah. But then you got a guy like Gasol that could right. fill some of the spots that that Rondo. Yeah. Uh, uh, had. Um, the Clippers look great. Yeah. I think that, but but then again, it's Paul George. You look good now. What are you gonna do when it, when it's the playoffs? Regular season, Paul is here. Yeah, yeah, he he has to show up. Um, I think the the Suns see that that Chris Paul effect. Chris Paul effect is real, man. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real. They look good. Uh, the Nuggets are, I believe, they're like in seventh. Yeah, the Nuggets are the right now. They're in eighth place. They're uh, they're they're actually tied for seventh. Yeah, tied for seventh. They're with the Mavs at, at eight and seven. So that yeah. that's a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I, th- I I think I think going to I agree with you with the Nuggets. But here's my problem with the Nuggets. I've had a problem with them all last season and the season before that. What's that? I I, I don't think that the the head coach is the right head coach for them. I just don't. I don't think that Malone is the guy. Well, he should be put in the hot seat with, with this type of start. These yeah. guys are supposed to be a top three team right. in the league. Right. And they're, they're, they're not – I mean, we're only 15, 16 games in, yes. Yeah. But it could be an avalanche. You right. know what I mean? Right. So he, he, he could be in the hot seat quite soon if, if things don't better in, in Denver. Yeah, no, I I agree, man. Uh, the so what other than the Lakers? What other team you said the Suns? I what what do you think about the Jazz? The Utah Jazz right now 
are sitting in third place in the Western Conference at, ele- yeah. I think, what are they, 11 and four or something like that? Like, what are your thoughts about them? Do you think that they actually, um, they are a legit team? Because they, they were good last year as well, but, you know, they, they were always looked at as a one-man gang. Do you still feel that they're a one-man gang or do you think that they have enough? Because remember, they lost, they lost uh, Bogdanovich, you know, last year and he wasn't able to, to contribute in the playoffs. So maybe that's the reason why the Nuggets actually beat them because they didn't have another guy that can be able to take the pressure off offensively off of uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell. I think that we're seeing a superstar in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he's, he's a bucket getter, man. He, we're seeing a superstar. Um, I mean, they do need to improve in some spots, but I believe they're real. Really? Do you think they're legit? Yeah, I believe they because because they've been a good team for the last two years or so. Yeah, they've, been, be the they've number, been good. Yeah, they've been solid. They've been solid. To be the third team right now, I mean. We are surprised, maybe, but Donovan Mitchell is really that good. That's why I keep talking about him. He's really that good. Yeah, yeah. And he I, has he could get better. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you've 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 been you know, you know preaching him to the heavens. You wanted him to be a Nick, yeah. and uh, you know they 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 passed over him. They bypassed him. And it, it, listen, it, it happens. That's that's what the Knicks organization yeah, yeah. have done in the history. <laughs> You know they they no that's what that's what organizations have done not only the (laughs) that's what organizations (laughs) have done. Giannis was a thirteenth pick. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Listen nobody like that. Nobody nobody thought that Giannis was going to be this. No one. No 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 one. one. So sometimes sometimes you just don't know. But with Mitchell, I think a lot of people they bypass him because of his size, because he's not conventional six four. Six five, he's more six one, True. six two. They didn't look at him as a prototypical shooting guard, but in this NBA game now, got yeah. guards are getting smaller. They're not getting bigger. They're actually getting smaller. So you know the game is getting smaller. You got guys that can play multiple positions now. Your centers are now six six, six seven. Yeah. You don't have traditional big centers like like uh, Gobert anymore and Drummond. Like those guys are, they're like dinosaurs. They come a dime a dozen. You know, it's a fast-paced game. It's a fast-paced game, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things with, 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 with the Jazz is that who is Donovan's number two? Are we going to say it's Gobert? It may, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Like, if, if you're yeah. going to say that Gobert is his number two, it's a problem. I, I, I will say it's Bogdanovich. I think Bogdanovich is their number two. But And also, too, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Clarkson is not playing too bad neither. Jordan Clarkson yeah. is... Is but brilliant. Donovan Mitchell doesn't have a solid number two. No, 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 no. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have a Paul George or a, a LeBron James, I'm going to say, because I think he's the number two. <laughs> you, you need to stop. You need to stop, okay? <laughs> or, you know. Stop right now. Stop right now. But, yeah, but you know, I, I was with you, though, because the thing is, when, when the season finished, right, for Utah, I said, if they want to help Donovan Mitchell – they will trade Rudy Gobert. If you trade yeah. Rudy Gobert, you can be able to change the dynamic of this team, make them faster, get him another guard on the outside, and he can be able to have that one-two combo, and then you can just go get yourself a rim protector. You don't need a Rudy Gobert making 30-plus million dollars a season. Yeah. You can get a guy that's making 10 to $12 million a season 
and do the same thing that Rudy Gobert. Not saying that I'm not trying to take away from his from his ability on the defensive end. He's been he's a back to back defensive player of the year, but you know he's you, not a number two. He's not a number two guy. He's not a no. scorer. You're paying a guy that much money to rebound and block shots. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Do you think that'll get to the point where Donovan Mitchell is asking for his trade? It's. I mean, he he just he just signed that big contract over the summer, so I think I think he's very happy in Utah. Um, but I think that once as the years go on and they he starts to have a have more first round exits, yeah, he's gonna say, "Hey, listen, guys, I need more help, and you guys probably need to switch this up." Like Rudy Gobert's contract, when you think about that in the next four or five years, that's not gonna age well. It's not gonna age well. It's not going to age well. No, so they, they, they have to find a way to get from under that contract and get smaller, get faster, and play, you know, that style of basketball because Donovan Mitchell, he excels in that type of style. They have to build around him. They have to build around him. Exactly. They have to build around him. I yeah. agree. I agree. Now, the team that I really don't want to talk about, but – I would be remiss if I don't speak about it because you are so obsessed with this man. Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors right now are eight and seven. I thought that they would be yeah. one in 14 at this point because they have they have no talent except James Wiseman. And that's what I said. That's what I said. They have no talent <laughs> except James <laughs> except James Wiseman. On, but somebody has appeared. Somebody has appeared and, and they're they're changing my opinion. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the, the guy that's, uh, that's wearing the number 30 jersey? Steph Curry is unreal. <laughs> how, how many times have you heard me say that? Too many times. Too he many is times. unreal. He's unreal. That, I, there was a play that he had against San Antonio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I broke- watched that 50 times, and I was like, that's, in, that's the IQ to do that. <laughs> to have a defender pop up to you. In a second, and know what you're gonna do to get to that basket. That that guy is a great, one of the greatest players I've ever seen play. Steph Curry, listen, I I've given Steph Curry a lot of flack over the years. I still continue to give him a lot of flack because I hate <laughs> I hate his demeanor on the basketball court. But but this year, I had said before the season, if he shows me that he can be able to carry this team to the playoffs or even on the cusp of the playoffs. He has my respect because that's yeah. what you want to see out of your out of your quote unquote franchise guy. I never thought that he was that type of guy where I, th- I you know, he needs a, he needs more help. He's always had a lot of help in Golden State. But now, you know, I'm seeing that he really has the ability to carry a team. So, you know, we'll see if if this continues, uh, you know, if it does continue, then, you know, you definitely have to you definitely have to now talk about Steph Curry in a different way. Like, yeah, yeah, I was always saying that he was one of the greatest shooters, if not the greatest shooter of all time. But now if he, if he's able to carry this dumpster fire of a roster to the playoffs, I, 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 I can't, I can't really hate on him too much. When once, once Clay Thompson went down, I thought it was going to be like last year. This team right. is not going to do anything. Right. So I'm yeah. very surprised that, that they are where they are. Yeah, man. I, I agree, man. But the, the one person that's still a disaster is Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond, yeah, I mean. Draymond Green, I saw a stat line the other night. I, I don't know if it was yeah, probably a couple weeks ago. He had like two points, four yeah. rebounds, six assists. I'm like, 
You paying this man twenty million? That that's his stat line. What? It, it only works when he, that, that that team is full. Yeah. Dream on is not a guy that you could count. No, no, no. Only when the team is full, where he has less to do. Good right. defensive player, but didn't need to do much because they had you know Clay Thompson and they had when KD was there, Andre Iguodala. He's not a guy that 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 could help lead this team. This is no. all Steph Curry. Right, right. I agree, man. I I definitely agree, definitely agree. So, what are your what are your thoughts on the Sixers? Do you think the Sixers are legit, or do you think that they're just they're just riding a wave right now? They they riding. I I, I can never think that they're legit. <laughs> Why are you hating on the Sixers, man? Come on, man. And, and and I and I like Embiid. I really like Embiid, but it seems like every time they get into the playoffs. Simmons doesn't want to play. He just hurts himself. I, I, they always have this bad luck. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. So, and, and the part the part that scares me is the fact that they got Doc Rivers now, the biggest choke artist in NBA history, as their head coach. Yeah, I, so, I'm, uh, I'm not. I'm not sold on them. I'm not sold on them. Yeah. So I mean, they, they'll make the playoffs here, but who would they face in the first round? I mean, probably the Knicks. We're gonna beat them. Knicks ain't getting into the playoffs, man. Knicks ain't getting into the playoffs. If the if the season ended right now. <laughs> <laughs> Knicks are in the eighth seat. Knicks say Knicks say get to no damn playoffs, Alberto. They, they get there. They're not getting. Hey, there. They, if they continue to play this way, we're going to make the playoffs. Nah, nah, I agree. I agree. I think I think the Knicks, if if there's a perfect spot for them in regards to seating wise, I think I think the Knicks can get to six. I don't think that they can get any higher than six. No, six, no, no. Six may be so. yeah six. Six to nine, because you know there's the playing game this year. Six to nine, yes. I think. I think they're gonna have that. They, they, that's where they're gonna fall. So, um, I, yeah, you I know, about that. yeah, man, the playing the playing game actually makes things a little interesting. It gives teams because you you know back in the day you had a team in the Western Conference that went fifty and and, and thirty two, and they they end up losing the tiebreaker and they don't make the playoffs. At least they have a chance to play themselves into it. Yeah. So, you know, there's um. I, I like certain. I, I like this move by the NBA. Now, do you like the 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 mid the mid season tournament? I I I am not a fan of that. Was that is, is has that been approved? I don't think it has. But when the idea was brought up, I was not into it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this should be the only one goal, and that's to win an NBA. Right, like what the? This is not. This is not soccer. This is not international soccer, where you know you have all these other cups and stuff that you can win in between the season. Like, it's nonsense. What What is that doing for anybody? Play the season. If you make the playoffs, cool. If not, you're yeah. going home for the summer. That's it. That's it. I like. I like the play in tournament. I think that's fun. Yeah. It's almost like the wild card, right? Like a yeah, wild card. Exactly. Exactly. So I like that. Exactly. So uh, you know, before, before season, no, like an in season tournament now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. So let's let's talk a little baseball. Let's take a talk a little Yankee baseball. You're a Yankee fan, I'm a Mets fan. So uh I was really, really, really <laughs> sad when you guys signed DJ LeMillion. I thought he was gonna leave. I was doing backflips because he was talking to the, the, the Blue Jays. He's talking to everybody. He's talking to the Dodgers. I'm like, yes, you're going to lose your best player from last season. I can't wait. And he ends up signing six years, $90 million. So uh, yeah. what are your thoughts about DJ LeMayu? Are you happy that he got the six years at $90 million? Because that, to me, 
is a steal. That's a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the value we got for him. Uh, one thing that I told some of my friends that are, that are Yankee fans, that they were really nervous that he was leaving. I said, he's not leaving. I knew he was not leaving. Yeah, he was. He he's was, not leaving. Yeah. He loves playing here. Right. He loves playing here. So with the Yankees, I think Brian Cashman, what he did was great. He just said, all right, play the field. See what type of money comes back. And he wasn't getting that. I think maybe his age played a factor in it. But the but he always said that he wanted to stay in New York. He wanted to be a Yankee. So we had the, the upper hand. But do you do you think that sometimes Brian Cashman is a little egotistical? Because if for even even the risk of losing a DJ LeMayhew was very high. You know, to, to mm-hmm. tell a player to go test the market and see what his value is, you know. Uh, Brian Cashman has always been a GM that doesn't want to give a guy anything over five years. He's not comfortable giving anything over five years. You know, that's why Robinson Cano ended up leaving the Yankees. Yes. Robinson Cano wanted to be a Yankee for life, but Cashman wasn't willing to commit all those dollars. And, you know, do you think that there's times where Cashman overplays his hand? Um. Actually, I actually don't. I think that with DJ, I, I listened to interviews that he did after the season. He was saying, you know, DJ is our priority, but we're going to do things that is right for the team, which I guess is that overpaying or anything like that. Um, I think he, I mean, I can't, I, ha- I don't have anything bad to say about Brian Cashman. He's he, him himself brought his four championships. He, I think he's a great GM. What he did to get uh, DJ was great. Right. Gave us room to, to play around some more, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Where do you think the uh, the Yankees can go this year? Do you think that they have a chance to get to the, the, the World Series? Absolutely. Do you think that they're the World Series favorites? No. The, who, no. Who, who are the World Series favorites in the AL? Oh, in the AL? Oh, yes, yes. I thought you meant, like, to win the World Series. Yeah, just, just to get there, just to get there. No, no, I, I would say we're the favorites, and, and I think the Dodgers, again, yeah, well, uh, wait, hold on, wait, 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 you said what? Who? The Dodgers. Oh, you mean you mean the the New York Dodgers? The L.A. Dodgers. No, the, the, no, you talking about the Mets, right? You told you told you the Mets got a. <laughs> you 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 talking about the Mets got a chance to get the World Series? Hey, man. This is what you should be saying. Okay, listen. Well, we should, you are on oh, my show. You are on my right, show. You are right. not going to talk bad about my Mets here. You better say some nice things about the Mets. Okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> when 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 you asked me about the Knicks, I said it's been a long time since I've been able to smile in, in, <laughs> right. in late January. When's the last time you've been able to smile <laughs> in the in the late summer? Listen, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. You see, <laughs> this is why this is why us Met fans feel so attacked by you guys because you just have this this amnesia that we didn't exist five years ago. We were in the World Series in 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. but you look at what, what happened in that World Series. Yes, what happened in that World Series? Daniel Murphy had like 18 errors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you had a uh, 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 Jerry's familiar blowing saves. That's what happened. You had, what happened? What you happened? Had Matt was, Harvey choking. The, that's the what Mets, happened. The Mets were gonna met, God. and that's what they did. <laughs> the Mets met. Well, listen, the Mets are not metting anymore because I you you're right, have, you're right. We have new ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Steve Cohen 
everybody needs to pray. Anybody who's a Mets fan, if you see Steve Cohen walking around, make sure that you throw your body in front of him <laughs> and make sure you protect that man's life. Because what he has done yeah. is, I, I listen, I've been a Mets fan my entire life. You know this. And I don't know how to feel. Like, I don't know how to feel because we're operating like a big team. We're operating like a yeah. big market team. We have Lindor. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Look, listen, I've always said to my, my Mets friend, uh, Met fan friends, I would say, I'm so jealous of the Yankees because they always find a way to get a superstar positional player. Yeah. Whether it's through the farm system, whether it's through free agency, they always get their guy. It's that other teams. Like look at Mike Trout. Look at you know going. Look at Ken Griffey. We've never had a guy like that. The closest guy we had like that was Daryl Strawberry, and we all know what happened with Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. He ended up winning the World Series with you guys. Now yeah. he won one with us too, but he won one in pinstripes, and it's just like ah, ah, ah. You want you want your own guy. We want our own guy. The closest that I've had in my generation to our guy is David Wright. David Wright is my Derek Jeter. Love David Wright, but, you know, the spinal stenosis, it ripped away his career. And, you know, we didn't get the chance to see him hit 3,000. We didn't get the chance to see him hit 400 home runs. All of these things we, we, we never got a chance to see. But now, now, we actually have a guy. You guys, okay, so you guys have a bright future. Special. No, no, no. Our future's now. We got the best pitching staff. We got the best pitching staff in the National League right now. Right now. I agree. Right now. But Lindor is a free agent after this year. We going to lock him up. He get in the bag. Steve Cohen going to say how much you want. It should, because if he doesn't, what a fail that would that would be. All right, but what okay. It, he what has if, to open up that wallet for Lindor to keep it. He there. will. He will open up the wallet for Lindor. He he definitely will open up the wallet for Lindor. I I, I don't think that you approve a deal like that between Sandy and you know the guy that's no longer here. We're gonna talk about him in a little bit. And yeah. and and Steve Cohen without the guarantee or without the conversation that listen, it's gonna take us two hundred yeah. It's going to take us $200 million to get this guy. You know what I mean? Like to lock him up and be a Met for the next six years, we're going to have to give him 200. So, you know, that I don't think Steve Cohen has a problem with that. He's the richest owner in baseball. So, you know, we're going to throw the bag at him. He's going to be happy. We're going to throw the bag at Conforto. We're going to throw the bag at Nimmo. We're going to throw the bag at everybody that needs to stay here. Throw the bag at the big pen as well. You know, my my, my big first baseman, I love him. You know, there's... We have we have a team that can be able co- to compete this year. Syndergaard is back; he's going to be back. Uh, we have we have uh, Degrom; he's the best pitcher in New York, and that's you know you have oh, to agree. You you oh, have come on, come on, man, come on. Listen, as 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 good as Garrett Cole, or Garrett Cole is. I love Garrett Cole, but okay. Degrom is just a little better. That's all I'm saying. That's a little better. He's a little better. He's a little better, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. But of course right, you're going to go with Garrett Cole because he's a Yankee. Grom is a great pitcher. Great, great pitcher. Goat. Goat. But uh, we got to see him in, see him in some big games. Well, listen, he he we saw him in big games in 2015 and he delivered. 
Okay, he delivered. So but Garrett Cole is proven big game pitcher. Yeah, and he's also proven to be a cheater too. Nah, like, nah, nah, he didn't know. He ain't know. <laughs> but um, let's let's talk about the fiasco that almost was. It it, it felt very met like until they resolved it quickly. That that's what shocked me. That's that what I loved. I loved yeah, that. The fact I loved that, that they they did not let this thing hang around too long, and then Steve Cohen he. He put out a press release after that. That was impressive because that would have never happened under the Wilpons. Jared, Jared Porter, I don't know what the hell is going on with that man, but the fact that he hid being a stalker, this was this was nuts. This was nuts. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think that there's a lot of things that need to change in the sports world. Yeah. You have women that are becoming coaches, refs. And and women that are are analysts and and journalists, right? That mentality that these players have needs to stop, right? The woman that 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 he sent sixty two messages that were went unresponded, unresponsive, right? She used to uh, be a reporter or a scout, something like that. She With left, the Cubs. yeah. She left the, the baseball because she felt that she would be demonized. Right. If you if she would have came out, yeah. If she yeah. would have came, that's crazy. So I mean, there's a lot. Guys got to stop thinking that way. Yeah, man. That because I, they're a sports star or, or 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 you know have a high position that they can talk to these women that are doing their job in a certain way like that. So I was happy that he got fired immediately. He was fired like at eight o'clock in the morning. It was immediate. So I give I give Steve Cohen credit for that. Yeah, man, I, I I definitely agree. Like once I saw the report come out, I was like, "Yeah, he's gone. Like there's yeah. no way he's gonna be able to survive this, and he won't get another job, maybe ever. Like he, this is it for him. He shouldn't. Yeah, he shouldn't. I mean, yeah. he 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 should go get get help if he has an issue. Right. But I I can't see this guy working in in, the, in baseball again. Yeah, and no, I agree, man. I I definitely agree. Um, but it was it was a it was a breath of fresh air to actually see your owner step up and say, yo, yeah. we have a zero tolerance policy. If you do something, you're out of here. You know, what I mean, like we're not we're not going to deal with this no more. This is this is not your same Mets anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I really, really respect that. I think that, like I said, I'm in the days. I don't I don't know how to feel as a Met fan anymore because I'm so used to. <laughs> being mad at my ownership yeah. now i now i can't be mad so uh, maybe i maybe so like what what is the feeling now sometimes it used to be okay screw the will ponds i'm gonna go to city field and root for the team now it's i love steve cohen and i'm also gonna <laughs> root for the team like what i don't yeah. i don't know what it's like to be like a really really happy fan i'm used to being miserable and happy now i'm full happy i don't i, I don't get it that's that's my feeling with the Knicks. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Dolan guy now. I, I, I love James Dolan. So, <laughs> hold on, you still love James Dolan after what he did to to, to Charles Oakley, man? Huh? Uh, I mean, it was hard to see, but then again, I've I've, I've met Charles. I've met Charles Oakley, uh, so I know I've seen him. He's a I didn't wild talk card. to him, but I saw him. He's a wild. Card. He's, yeah, he's wild. I saw him at at a at a casino. You know, by himself at a table getting drunk. I say, yeah, this guy's wild. No, 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 he's wild. He's wild. So with that, yeah, yeah. 
but you know, I, I, I'm forgiving James, James Dolan. Gotta okay. Forgive him. Let him play his guitar. Stay away from the team. Play your right. guitar. Exactly. Just put. If you want to do a halftime show, do a halftime show with your band and get yeah, yeah. to your press box. You know. Let Leon Rose do what he do. Let Tom Thibodeau do what he do. I respect it, man. I, I like I said, man. I I like I like the direction of where the Knicks are going. Like they finally yeah. realized that they gotta stop chasing big names and they gotta start making their own. Because yeah. if you, if so, you can... so, so with the with the Mets, like Steve Cohen, I, it, the way he interacted with fans on the first week when he got right. he he bought the team, I love that. That's what I'm saying. It's it's I it's love un- the firing. It's uncommon. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I I I was watching that press conference. I was just like. This is the owner of the team doing a Q&A with his fan base. What? With the fans. What? what? Like, and then we get That's Lindor. Awesome. And then even before we got Lindor, yeah. even before we got Lindor, there were talks about Nolan Arenado. I'm like, well, excuse, what? Excuse me? Who? Yeah. yeah like, I yeah. we, we've never had no talks like that before. Like, come on, man. Oh, man. I'm it reminds excited. me of Mark Cuban. Yes, yes, he does have a little Cuban in him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So I think you know both yeah. teams. Both teams have a bright future. I think the Knicks have a bright future. I think the Nets. Uh, excuse me. The the Mets have a bright future, and you know we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But uh, and the Yankees are the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yankees. That's one thing that that I'm happy I chose as a kid was to be a Yankee fan because yeah. I wouldn't know any type of winning. Well, well, listen, you're a, you're, you don't have to have a backup team, which is good. I do, okay? I had to have a backup team growing up. I'm a Mets fan, and I'm also a Dodgers fan. So I am fine. Both my teams look good. Yeah, they look yeah. great. They have good futures. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy. Very, very happy. But look, man, it's, it's been a... Yeah. It's been a great, great conversation with you, Alberto. You know, I, I thought that we would argue more. But, uh, you know, you're... you're you're, you're, we're all right. We're all right. Well, I, I might have to find some topic that's going to spark you and really oh, get you going. Once, once these seasons, once he, you know what, it would have been about the Knicks, but I'm, I can't be upset. I'm so damn happy. Yeah, I can't come. I, can't be upset. I was waiting all these months to come in here and bash you. And the, the fact that the Knicks are actually playing good and they look good. I can't do that. So my entire my entire show was messed up yeah, because no, that's, the, Knicks, the Knicks are now a good team. I, I I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I don't know how to. Because you know that's the one that that's the one that roused me up. The Knicks. <laughs> that's the one that roused me up. Yeah, but yeah, because you're a madman. And I can't be. I you're can't a be roused up. Well, listen, I can still get you with this. Yeah. Though. I can still get you about this. You need to give up on Frank right. Nilakina. Give up on Frank Nilakina. It's a wrap for him. All right, it's time for him to go. Frank is cleaning his go. It, if there's one thing I'm mad about right now is that I have not seen Frank on the floor in a long time. <laughs> you ain't gonna but see him again. <laughs> if that's what's working, if that's what's working, keep him there. Sorry, Frank. Keep him there. But uh, they, yeah, they love him in France, so <laughs> yeah, he can go back there. He can definitely go back there. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and, you know, what's going on. Like, well, you know, what you got planned for the future, my man. So I got a lot of things coming up right now. Uh, I'm, I'm doing some work with some musical artists out here in New York City and Los Angeles. You can find me on Instagram at 8fresh, A-F-R-E-S-H-H. And uh, hopefully we're going to have a lot of things coming out. 
as far as filming, I'm going to meet with a mutual friend of ours in LA too to talk about some things that we we, we should be working on soon. Yes, sir. Yes, and, uh, sir. Yeah, just look out. There's, there's going to be stuff coming out, man. Yeah, it's, man. it's the time for us to, to all do what we love as you're doing what you love. And I love seeing you do that. And I can't wait to be back on here again, man. Nah, definitely, man. I appreciate that. And, and continue to keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, you know, we've always been pushing you to go into film. You've always been that guy since I've known yeah. you. So, you know, it's time yeah. that, you know, you, you, you do exactly what you want to do because the time is now. And, you know, I, yep. I, I, I am, I'm waiting for that first project because I'm going to be all over it. I'll be promoting it like it's my own. So yeah, brother, it's know, coming. I, yeah, man, I can't wait for that. But uh, I'll definitely talk to you. Appreciate soon. It, you know, bro. once uh, you know, midseason, I'll get you back on here, and hopefully the Knicks will be <laughs> yeah. 20, 20 games on the five hundred. So I can be. So, so we'll can be, be, able we'll to be talking about the playoff run. The playoff run. We're gonna go on. Yeah, yeah that, there ain't gonna be no playoff run. There ain't gonna be no playoff. Run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. All right, I, brother. I like to thank my man Alberto for coming on the show. Has a lot going for him right now. You know, aspiring producer. He's definitely gonna do big things. So. As long as he doesn't talk about the Knicks with me all the time, you know, me and him can, we can agree. <laughs> and leave LeBron alone. Alone. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday. It's all leaving. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast. With my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire. All even. We here. Let's go. This is the God Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast. The best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com. We're everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So we had the main event. The greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. We yeah. pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So Tuesday, the fact that we didn't have a show, we have one Dummy of the Week candidate this week, but it's only one that's needed. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Jared Porter. Former GM of the New York Mets. Jared Porter is my... Dummy, yeah. Because this guy, <laughs> this guy is something special. So when he worked for the Cubs, you know, there was this sideline reporter, this woman that worked there, and he must have had it in his head that that was his girlfriend. So he's texting her every day, hey, how you doing? And he's not getting a response. So maybe he says, all right, well, maybe, you know, she's not available. Maybe she's busy. So he continues to text her. How you doing? You know, how's everything going? Let's let's meet up later. No answer. After the 60th message, she probably says to him, bruh, what are you doing? How did you get my number? So this entire time, Jared Porter thought that he was in a relationship with a girl that didn't know who the hell he was. He's nuts. This is a guy that probably thought getting picked last on the baseball diamond or 
for a basketball team or pickup game meant that you were the best guy <laughs> to get picked up. You just didn't get the memo. They picked you because they needed 10 or they needed they needed just enough to play the game. You obviously was like, man, I'm the best player here. I was the I was the last one chosen. I'm the GOAT. No, 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 no. You're the Billy GOAT. There are so many women out there. The fact that you're stalking this one, it just doesn't make sense to me. Just, just move on. Move on. And then you didn't have the balls to tell your employer what was going on. No, no, no. You hit it like your dick pic was going to be preserved in her phone. Like she was going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep this because, man, he has a nice one. Wrong. The fact that you were a loser, the fact that she didn't like you, and the fact that you probably wasn't even packaged. She's like, you know, I got I got to get him. <laughs> I got to get this man for ruining my life because he ruined my career. Now I can't let him walk, especially because he ain't, he ain't packing. <laughs> get this bum out of here. And the fact that the Mets jumped on this early, kudos to them, man, because if this was five years ago, they probably would have, Hit this under the mat and and try to save face. No, 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 no. You're gone. Grand opening, grand closing. That's exactly how your career should be. You should never work in baseball again. But I do know who's hiring. I do know who's hiring. Burger King is hiring. They're always hiring. So you need to fill out an application there. Because when it comes to sports, no, 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 no. You're not going to be able to coach in college. You're not going to be able to be a scout or an executive anywhere and don't even think about trying to go to the lower levels with no kids they don't want no parts of you they don't want no parts of you because you ain't you the guy that sent all those text messages to that girl and she just curved you you're a loser i don't want to be coached by you i don't i don't want any advice from you to try to get to the next level what can you tell me about my career and what can you tell me about women you failed it both <laughs> so jared porter you may be the biggest loser in your house and you're a disgrace to your family, but you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys next week, but i definitely like to close the show out, you know, for one of the fallen legends. Hank Aaron died and, you know, it, it hurts my heart. So I'm definitely going to leave the last words to an all-time great, an all-time legend. So until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. And I can remember very clearly that Monday, the day that you hit the home run, mm -hmm. uh, the parents and the two brothers and I gathered around the television set. It was very similar. It had to be to where perhaps you and others back on April 15, 1947, gathered around the radio for Jackie Robinson. I mean, you were our Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. Did you sense, get the sensation of, of how important you were to the black uh, community with what you were doing, what you were going through? Yes, I did. In some ways, I, I felt the importance of what I was doing was really signal, was sending a signal to the world, was telling people that, hey, yeah, all you wanted to do was have the playing field level. Just give me an opportunity. Yes, I felt that way. I felt that way that not only that I had, a, I, I had the world on my shoulders as far as baseball was concerned, but I also had the world on my shoulders to demonstrate to people that, hey, just give me opportunity. But at that same time, you know, if you think about it, you know, Dr. King was marching and the civil rights was at its 
peak, you know, and we were telling people just give us a chance to drink water out of a fountain or go to the bathroom or go to the, anywhere, you know, really. And that, all of those things had something to do with the, the way I was doing as far as playing baseball. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.